Welcome to the Daily Boogie. Welcome everyone. Oh, we got some glitches. That's all right. We'll push on through. You wouldn't even know it on this end, but everything is going absolutely bitch cakes. <laughs> That's all right. That's how we roll when you're a semi-professional Z-lister like myself. Let's go. Gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Daily Boogie Podcast. It's an absolute pleasure to be with you once again. I am Boogie Bumper, hopefully your host for the next hour or so. There's freezing going on. People are complaining. Everybody's saying, I keep freezing. Eat guts. Eat guts, man. I keep freezing. So we'll just do what we can. Um, if it does freeze up too much and you get sick of it, then you can always watch the replay later on or just download the podcast, which you can get on iTunes, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Player FM. There's a whole bunch of them. Thank you so much for joining us, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Hope you had a lovely day. I certainly have. Just a reminder, if you'd like to become a supporter of the show, please head over to patreon.com forward slash boogie bumper. Become a subscriber by hitting that subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you'd like to glitch me, then you can do so by following me on Twitter at boogie bumper. So much to get through, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. So many bases to cover and so little time. So little time. Uh, We will get into AOC, figuratively speaking, of course. Shit in a fucking carby, mate. Shit in a carby step it's this. Thank you. Uh, we will get into AOC. Also going to drop in in Hong Kong, ladies and gentlemen. Check out what's going on over there. You see, the good people of Hong Kong have had a taste of freedom. A taste of democracy. And when you get that little taste of freedom, it stays with you through the generations. And this isn't the first time that these kinds of protests have taken place in Hong Kong, mind you. You'll remember... Maybe about 10 years ago, there was a lot of pro-freedom rallies. People demanding to get back to the crown. To bring back that awful, tyrannous, colonial superpower that once was the United Kingdom. And much of what's going on today smacks of that. So we'll get into that. Also got a couple of weird and wonderful articles from around the web to regale you with. So let's kick it off, shall we? Yes, I'm having issues with chat going down. Everything's going out. But that's all right. We'll push on. We'll push on. One take. Let's do it. Thank you for your patience. Thank you for sticking around. Uh, Did you know that the European Parliament sat today for since, since the elections that took place, what, about a month ago, just over, where the Brexit party absolutely dominated? Absolutely dominated. Well, the new Brexit MPs are now sitting in their new chairs in European Parliament. European Parliament opened today with the European anthem. You remember the story we we went over yesterday that Germany wants to, well, a state in Germany wants to make it illegal to burn the EU flag and also to criticise the EU anthem. So with this with this on the horizon that it may soon be illegal to criticize the EU anthem the MEPs of the Brexit the newly elected MEPs of the Brexit party in the UK decided to do this uh-oh <laughs> 
They turn their back on him. <laughs> I'm not having it. I'm not having none of this. Turn their back on the European anthem. Look at that. What a sight. So, of course, all of the criticism has been how disrespectful. This is so disrespectful. This is awful. This is so immature and disrespectful. The Brexit party MEPs should be ashamed of themselves. <laughs> what, a, what a wonderful way to ring in the new European Parliament. Look where they put them too. Look where they put the um the Brexit people. Right up the back. <laughs> In the nosebleed section. No, we're going to put all the pro-European Parliament people right down the front here. Right as close as we can to the cameras. Where should we put the Brexit people, Mr. President? Mm, do we have any room in the broom closet? It's like Milton Wadhams from Office Space. And they, they just move his desk down into the basement. Yeah, we're going to have to go ahead and move you up into row Z. Uh, we're bringing some new people in, and we kind of have to make some space. Okay? Thanks. Brexit. How you doing? Yeah. Listen. We're going to have to go ahead and relocate your party to... The back row. Uh, we got some new fresh faces coming in and there's a little bit of concern about optics in the European Parliament lately. So we're just going to have to go ahead and move you as far away from the cameras as possible. Thanks. So they end, that's where they end up. Isn't it wonderful though? Um, how dare these Brexit Party MEPs for one, not put the European anthem. How dare they not pay respect to the European anthem? How dare they not put the European anthem on the same level as God Save the Queen for a start? Right? I mean, this kind of insubordination cannot be supported. It's not good enough. Uh, you need to fall into line, comrades. You need to salute that flag and stand for that anthem. Because your anthem, God Save the Queen, well, that's inherently racist and evil. And your flag, the Union Jack, is a symbol of oppression and slavery and colonialism and all of the worst kind of bigotry in human history, almost. In the Anglosphere, at least. Speaking of horrible symbols of oppression... Let's go over to Hong Kong, shall we? Now, there have been dramatic scenes in Hong Kong overnight, with police firing tear gas at protesters who broke into and trashed the Chinese territory's parliament. Angry uh -oh. pro-democracy activists overran Hong Kong's... Those angry pro-democracy activists. <laughs> they look dangerous to me. It's going to be very difficult, isn't it, for people to continue to push China as the moral center of the future world a world where the power of the united states and western europe the western powers has been extracted from the world stage and china has been promoted and promulgated for quite some time over a decade as this is the model for future societies china is going to be the economic powerhouse of the world right china 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 China, China, China. China, China, China. That actually reminds me of something. We're going to have to play this one more time. Everybody's been talking about China for the last decade or so. The way China does business. The things China is doing to address climate change, ladies and gentlemen. Everybody's been talking Let's about say China. 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 China.
China. You go over to China. 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 You take China. 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 I love them. China. 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 I have to have my China. China. China because China. 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 Now China. China. You know. China. I know China very well. China, 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 China. Northwest Wisconsin, where I'm from. It's China to me. China, 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 China. You want to buy from China? That's great. Buy from China. Buy toys from China. China in particular. China, China. I have people that I know in China. China, 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 China. China, 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 China. I've been saying China, 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 China. Let me ask you about China. China. I go to China. China, 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 China. People from China, they love me. China, 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 China. In China, they say I don't like China. I love China. People think I don't like China. I love China. China. China is the new China, by the way. China. 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 I deal with China. 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 Big league. China. So don't tell me about China. I know China. <laughs> I know we've played this video before, but the best part is this was put out by the Huffington Post, and it was kind of it was put out obviously to make fun of Donald Trump and the way he says China, 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 China. But even when they're trying to go after the guy and make fun of him, they still do stuff that Trump supporters like. You know, like, ah, oh, that's fucking funny. I like that. <laughs> even when they're trying to cut him down. Everybody loves it. Good job, Huffington Post. One of the best videos Huffington Post has ever made. Fantastic work. But let's go back to our pro-democracy riots in Hong Kong, ladies and gentlemen. Legislative Council pulling down paintings and daubing the walls with graffiti in a direct challenge to authorities in Beijing. They remained in control of the building for several hours until hundreds of pro What is that? What is that? Page through the Legislative Council came at the end. Until Would you look at that? Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, in an era where we all, all of us enlightened folks, all of us enlightened ones accept and understand implicitly without any kind of debate whatsoever that these kinds of flags, these symbols of nationalism and oppression and colonialism are awful and offensive and exclusive and must be done away with. A province that was once under control of the British and now in control by the progressive and enlightened and future economic powerhouse that is the People's Democratic Republic of China. Would you look at that? The people of Hong Kong, ladies and gentlemen, begging for a return to British rule. Waving the symbols of oppression, waving the symbol of colonialism. You get a little taste of freedom. You get that little taste of democracy, that little taste of freedom. And it's really hard to wash out, isn't it? It's really hard to let it go. So I think it was about 22 years ago when Hong Kong was officially handed back to China from the British. 22 years ago. So a number of people weren't even born last time the British were in control of Hong Kong. But you can just imagine the parents telling their Hong Kong native children, you know, once upon a time when the British were in control, things were a lot different. And I can't imagine why they would be fighting this extradition law. You see, the tradition of English common law would perhaps be beneficial to people in a state like Hong Kong, where innocent until proven guilty is a thing. 
the tradition the tradition of being able to speak out openly against your government as opposed to mainland China where people can often be disappeared from the streets held in secret prisons given secret trials and then wiped off the face of the earth for speaking out against the government ladies and gentlemen the people of hong kong begging for a return to the British Empire. Hundreds of heavily armed police moved in, firing tear gas and using batons. The rampage through the Legislative Council came at the end of a day of protest, marking the 22nd anniversary of the former British colony's return to Chinese rule. The return of violence is the culmination, of course, of weeks of tension over attempts to change those extradition laws to allow Hong Kong criminal suspects to be sent to China to... And I just thought it was worth highlighting. I just thought it was worth pointing out. In this time when everybody is trying to tell us that these flags, these national flags of the United States, of Australia, the Union Jack of the United Kingdom, are nothing but smeared shit rags, which have been, you know, soiled by racism and oppression and colonialism and genocide and everything that is awful in humankind these flags represent that and don't you ever forget it so in a time when that reality is pushed on us relentlessly here you have the people of hong kong waving the union jack in the streets in a symbol of defiance to the Chinese government, the very same Chinese government that is put up on a pedestal by the corporate press as the model for future governments around the world, economically and socially. I just thought it was worth pointing out that if you are a rabid left-wing ideologue in the universities of the West, no, not everybody agrees with you. In fact, the people who have most recently had a taste of the Western oppression and colonialism that you loathe so much cannot wait to fucking get right back in there. In fact, they're practically begging to get back under the system that you hate so much. Just thought it was worth pointing out. Donald Trump has praised Australia's asylum seeker policy, saying that much can be learned. U.S. President Donald Trump has said America has much to learn from Australia's controversial policies to deter illegal immigrants. U.S. President Donald Trump and Australian Prime Minister Scott Morrison will not be lacking a conversation starter when they sit down for dinner at the G20 in Osaka, Japan. Mr. Trump took to Twitter aboard Air Force One on his flight to Japan on Wednesday to post four confronting anti-illegal immigration posters created by the Australian government in 2014 confronting ladies and gentlemen mr morrison was australia's immigration minister at the time the posters are no longer used but that did not stop mr trump who was heading into a the 2020 presidential election with security on the mexico u.s border as one of his top issues to win votes these flyers depict australia's immigration uh, policy on illegal immigration mr trump wrote much can be learned yes the controversial po policies aussie nick that being, uh, generally speaking, if you want a boiled down version of the Australian illegal immigration policy, it's this. If you attempt to enter Australia illegally, you will never make it to Australia. Full stop. That is the policy of the current government. If you get on a boat and attempt to enter Australian waters without a visa, without authorization, essentially without an invite, and you are caught... You will be shipped to an offshore facility and for the rest of your life, you will never be allowed to legally enter Australia, ever. Never, ever. You'd be amazed how this works as a deterrent. <laughs> You'd be amazed. Now, Australia still takes a large number of refugees per capita. They take refugees from refugee camps, people who are on refugee lists in refugee camps in other places around the world people who have already been assessed and vetted by bodies like the un for example 
They have already been assessed as refugees living in refugee camps awaiting placement in a country that is willing to take them. And Australia does take people from these camps on these lists who have already been vetted and approved as legitimate refugees. So people say it's an anti-refugee policy. I would say, nay, it's a pro-refugee policy. Because they are stopping people who they don't know what their situation is. And taking legitimate refugees instead. Can I say Boogie Bumper invited me? No, you cannot. (laughs) No, you cannot. So, this comes down to a question of willpower for mine. Does the American government have the willpower to enforce its own borders? Does it have the willpower? Because what will happen is if you have a policy like that of Australia, pardon me, uh, not only will you face rabid opposition by your political opponents in your own country, but also around the world as well. West Canadian girls like, who the F cares? So it's a question of political willpower. Politicians are often led by the nose by the corporate press and the outrage mob. They are hamstrung. They are handcuffed. And the fear of, you know, causing some kind of international controversy narrative is often enough for them to not do enough. So you have to have the willpower to do what needs to be done. Donald Trump's right. There is a lot to learn. In the European Union, when the Australian government first installed this zero zero tolerance policy, uh, the Australian government was called all sorts of things, Nazis, bigots, of course, the usual, the usual um, xenophobic, genocidal, racist, awful, About three years later, the European Union was begging Australia to teach them how to stop boats coming across the sea from North Africa and the Middle East. Begging. When socialist ideology gets too much, a little reality goes a long way. But not everybody is in agreement. This is, uh, we're going to do a Joy Reid Daily Double, ladies and gentlemen. Joy Reid blames draconian Trump policies for immigrants drowning. And it really does beg the question, can we trust an administration whose draconian policies have exacerbated the desperation at the border, as captured in this picture that we want to warn you is very graphic? Give you a minute. Of a father and his young daughter who drowned in the Rio Grande River this week as they tried to cross from Mexico into the United States. Enjoy. Trump is not interested in solving this problem. Right. He is interested in keeping this alive so he has an issue to run on in 2020. Who's really interested in keeping this alive? Who are the ones opposing more money for security? Who are the ones opposing measures that would stem the flow of illegals getting into the United States? Who are the ones taking little photo op tours of car parks at the border and crying for the cameras? Who are the ones making speeches in Spanish on the debate stage? and spending more time talking about illegal immigrants than they do about people in their own country. Donald Trump's not interested in fixing this. And of course, we predicted this months ago. In the lead up to the midterm elections, there's no crisis. It's a manufactured crisis. It's all a conspiracy theory. It's all a construction of Donald Trump in order to motivate his base and win support at the midterm elections. The day after the midterm elections, ladies and gentlemen, 180 degrees. Oh, there really is a crisis and it's all Donald Trump's fault. It's all Donald Trump's fault. And Donald Trump isn't even interested in fixing this. They had a government shutdown because of it. Remember Remember that? These people have very, very short memories. They had a government shutdown over funding for border security. 
the Democrats came out and said, we are not funding Donald Trump's vanity wall. Do you remember? There's no crisis. We're not giving Donald Trump any money for border security because there is literally no crisis at the border. He's making it up. It's manufactured. And now they've got the fucking audacity to go on these programs and say, oh, Donald Trump's not interested in fixing it. They are literally the ones who have been blocking funding and blocking action on the border. But it's his fault. That's all he has yeah. is to demonize the has. brown people that are coming uh, to America. Yeah, and you know, Jamil, and to demonize them in a way that, and, and Meritus Kumar is going to probably make this point again because she's made it many times. Right. The difference between Trump's get tough on the border policy and President Obama's policy was number one, President Obama was trying to demonstrate to the other side, to Republicans, that he's willing to be tough in terms of border enforcement to thinking he could get a deal, thinking if they were tough on that, then, then Republicans would come to the table, which never happened. Right. And the other. Interesting comment in the chat from Dave. Spanish Americans will be the majority soon. Really? People from Spain. That's interesting. <laughs> so people from Barcelona. Right? Pamplona. Is this what you're talking about? It's Spanish people. Spanish Americans, ladies and gentlemen, will soon be the majority. <laughs> it just goes to show you the level of ignorance. And he's just going to come in and go through his lines. He's going to say children in cages, right? Then it's going to be Captain Bone Spurs. Then it's going to be genocide, blah, blah, blah. They they don't even, they, they are so intellectually inept that they don't know the difference between <laughs> Spanish people and South American people. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's like we're living in the 1600s. All of these Spaniards coming up from South America. Holy cow. Don't forget about the Portuguese Empire, Dave. They're next. Her <laughs> issue was that what President Obama was being criticized for was deporting people. Donald Trump isn't deporting people. They're holding people captive for money. Right. What Donald Trump seems to see here what? is that the GEO Group and these other for-profit pr private prisons can make a lot of money holding kids, especially if they don't spend money There he goes. Them. People drink right. it out to all the bugs, you see? He's just going to go through his lines. He's not actually, Dave isn't actually going to engage with anyone at all. So if you if you talk at him, he's a regular here. He's welcome. He can come in. He, he comes in most shows. But he's just going to chew through his lines. So you can try to interact with him, but he's not actually going to engage with you. He has a list. It's almost like, it's almost like a call center employee where English is their second language. And you're trying to ask very specific questions, but they only have certain sentences written out in front of them. And those are the only sentences that they can actually say. You know, hi, yeah, I've, I've got a problem with my phone connection. Okay, have you tried turning your phone off and on? Yes, actually, I've done all of the things that you previously recommend. Can I ask you something? Uh, would I be better off with the 10.1 operating system for this particular app? Or should I stick with 10.0? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Have you tried removing the battery pack yet? No, 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 you're not listening to me. I, I know you have these lines that you have to read, but just assume that I've already done all that. So can we get to the part where we actually engage and talk to each other instead of you talking at me? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, you see, have you tried to turn... Hold the power button with the volume button at the same time for 15 seconds. Okay. We're not getting anywhere, are we? You know, Captain Bone Spurs should get a medal. You know, Donald Trump is stupid, but he's at least entertaining. I'll give him that. I thought George W. Bush was bad, but Donald Trump is far worse. The cowardly draft dodger. It's amazing that they thought putting children in cages was a good idea. People have been forced to drink out of toilets. Will Manafort flip? Michael Cohen is expected to talk in front of Congress again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to know, like, if I should get a new phone plan or not. Are you able to help me out with my phone plan issue? 
How many more people are going to be indicted by Robert Mueller? Okay, this is going anyway. So <laughs> he's just going to do what he does. Just let him go. He's fine. Thanks for joining us, Dave. Dave, who was yesterday, his name was Jeffrey, who was yesterday, whose name was something else. Thank you, whoever you are. Whoever you are. My secret admirer. Column earlier this week was that, yes, we did open the door quite a bit with past policies to President Trump having these kids tortured, essentially, in these tortured. incarcerated you know, states that they have right now. But... I love the qualifiers at the end. Tortured, essentially. Essentially. <laughs> Children, toothpaste and soap. <laughs> I think that, you know, you can't necessarily say that Obama did the same thing. Hello. Hello. Welcome to the Easy Chat helpline. My name is Dave. How can I help you with your inquiry today, sir? Have you tried turning it off and on again? Has Michael Cohen flipped? What about the toothpaste and the soap? Captain Bonespurs is very scary, but he's at least entertaining. America is racist. <laughs> you can't say close. President Bush did the same thing. You say, look, you have, to, you have to look at what we did in the past as saying, uh, look, we had policies that were deterrence, yes. Ah. But what we have now is torture. What we have now is, you know, essentially uh, children being left to urinate on themselves when they're wow. uh, left to care for one another. We have children left to uh, breastfeed and have their, you know, their clothes caked with breast milk. We have children left to... Uh... Imagine being one of the social workers in one of these places where you, for very little money, dedicate your life to working in one of these centres to provide care for the children who many times have been kidnapped, dragged across by people who are not their parents looking for a backdoor into the United States, in some cases brutalised on their journey. And you're doing your absolute best to make sure that these kids get the best possible care with the resources you have. You ask Congress for a certain amount of money and they give you 10% of the money you asked for. You ask Congress to do something to stem the flow of people entering the country illegally because your, your centres are overflowing and you are understaffed and under-resourced. And the Democratic leaders of Congress say it's all made up. It's all manufactured. It's all right-wing conspiracy theory. And you think, well, maybe after the midterms, something might get done. I'm earning $40,000 a year here to wipe the bottoms of babies, right? To care for children, to clothe them, to feed them, while the government tries to sort this shit out. And you think, after the midterms, maybe they'll do something. Because this is a legitimate crisis, and we are being overwhelmed. And then after the midterms, ladies and gentlemen, instead of getting solutions, instead of getting the money you need, instead of getting your government to stem the flow of illegals, which is causing an overflow in the detention centers where you work, where you are dedicating your hours, your day, your youth for very little pay to caring for these strange children. You don't know who they are or where they came from. You just want to make sure they're well fed and washed and pat their heads while they go to sleep. It's a very... They call, they call that kind of work an honour job, by the way. Those social worker type jobs, you do it for honour because you don't get paid much money. You don't get paid at all, really, what you're, what you're worth. So you do it because you, you're, you're compelled to do it. I know people who do these kinds of jobs. So on top of all that, after the midterms, you then get your own corporate press telling you how you're brutalizing, how you're torturing these kids. You're an awful, evil, disgusting person that hates brown people. You're torturing children. Right? Imagine being one of these people that work in one of these centers. And being confronted with this overwhelming pressure from people who live far away in New York. Oh, you might get Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez stop by who'll accuse you of sexually threatening her, stomping around like she owns the joint, taking photos while she's outside next to a fence in a car park and using that to bump up her Twitter profile. 
These are the moral guardians. These are the people who decide what's good and bad. These are the people telling you that you're an awful person for what you do. Isn't it wonderful? And it just goes to show how low these people will go. There, there, is, no, there is no bottom here. There is no end to the depths that these people will go for their political aims, for their political agenda. Exactly, a thankless job. There's no end to the depraved, deceptive, mindless, rhetorical sewerage that these people will spew out just to feed their political agenda. And not a single care given to the caregivers. Joy Reid, ladies and gentlemen, the 4th of July celebration is awful. And can I just, you mentioned, you know, France and Kim Jong-un, who, you know, Donald Trump greatly admires Kim Jong-un. He sort of aspires to be sort of a mini, you know, Putin or Kim Jong-un. He wants to be that, have that kind of absolute mm-hmm. power. He claims Kim Jong-un's people just adore him. Well, they have no choice because he'd throw them in a gulag and probably kill them. Mm-hmm. Um, but you think about the Bastille Day celebration. What is that celebration about? What is the message that's meant to be sent by the military uh, armada that's rolling down the streets of Paris? It's a message to time. What Bastille Day support, uh, you know, represents is the victory over tyrannical rule. (laughs) (laughs) The victory over tyrannical rule. Somebody didn't pay attention in history class. (laughs) Bastille Day represents the storming of the Bastille prison where the Jacobins who were the you know the equivalent of the hard left of the time in France unleashed all of the prisoners to rape and pillage and murder their captors they then began a series of beheadings which didn't end even when they were beheading each other So the Jacobins took control. They beheaded all of the royal family. They beheaded all of the oligarchs. They beheaded all of the rich people. And then they're sitting around and they're like, "Mm, we have this guillotine. It's just sitting there. Then they started beheading each other. They started beheading each other. They started beheading the leaders of other left-wing movements. They started beheading people who... They beheaded the guy who kicked off the whole revolution in the first place, a guy named Pierre Robespierre. They beheaded him too. (laughs) He was writing a a left-wing newsletter. (laughs) Gotta kill him. Trump tried but failed miserably again. Yes, so how do I get to the Facebook? Can I log into the Facebook app on my iOS? No citizen question in the census form. More great news. Have you tried turning it off and then on again? (laughs) Wow. Bastille Day represents victory over tyranny. I mean, for whoever's left anyway. Who Who hasn't been beheaded yet? For the king and over the attempt for the king to return. The storming of the Bastille was about victory over tyrants. What is the message when Kim Jong-un rolls tanks down the streets of his capital? The message is to democracies. It's the message is to people like us, to Western democracies. You better be careful because we, the unified Korean, North Korean people, will defeat you. We have nukes. Be afraid of us. So what is the message Donald Trump is trying to send by rolling tanks down Constitution Avenue? Who is that message to? It's certainly not to tyrants. Because he likes tyrants. He loves tyrants. It's not to Putin. It's not to Kim Jong-un. It's not to the Saudis. Who is it's it? To our friends. Who's it to, Joy? Who he doesn't particularly like. Tell us who or it's is for. It to us? Is it to the resistance in this country? I got oh. tanks. I have this military armada. The wow. message is a threat. But it, it's always... It's a threat to the left wing. It's a threat to the Democrats, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Donald Trump trying to have a military parade on the July on July the fourth is a threat to the Demo- It's a threat to us. Joy Reid puts herself in the us column as part of the resistance, right? The objective, unbiased, free press. 
<laughs> it's a threat to us. Just going to roll a tank up to see it in. Knock on the door. Roll roll a whole platoon up to MSNBC. Yeah, Joy, I hear, I hear you're part of the resistance. Uh, why don't you get your ass out here? <laughs> We're going to blow up this whole fucking building. We're taking down your entire operation. This is a message. <laughs> pass out tin, the pass out the tin foil. Make sure your tin foil hats are shiny, comrades. Donald Trump is rolling tanks down, it rolling tanks down the road in Washington D.C. as a threat to the corporate media. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yes, I love it. Love it. Um, tell you what. Let's do something. Let's change tack completely here. Oh, actually, I'll do this one first. Uh, this one was sent through by Ben. We've been talking about internet freedom for a while. It's a hot issue on this show. Something that we keep coming back to because <laughs> these governments just keep trying to squeeze it away. They keep trying to kill it. So... Unfortunately, it's an issue that just keeps coming back up and up and up and up. So on the topic of internet freedom, ladies and gentlemen, um, Frederica Wilson, a Democrat from Florida, had this to say. Please find out why there's shredders there every day. They're shredding the records. They're shredding the documentation. Those people who are online making fun of yep. members of Congress yep. are a disgrace. Wow. And there's no need for anyone to think that is unacceptable. We're going to shut them down and work with whoever it is to shut them down and they should be prosecuted. You cannot intimidate members of Congress, threaten members of Congress. It is against the law and it's a shame in this United States. Notice how she went from make fun of to threat and intimidate. Just like that. Just just slip right in. Because I think she realized how silly it was to call for the arrest of people who make fun of members of Congress in, in freedom land in the United States. Happy 4th of July, everybody. Um, are you making fun of Frederica Wilson? Well, speaking of the Bastille prison... I've got a set of handcuffs with your name all over them, pal. Wow. <laughs> oh, dear. Look at the person next to her. She's like, oh, oh this is not going to be good. It's not going to be good. On Ocasio-Cortez, when she made the concentration camps line and everybody was saying, that's a ridiculous comparison. How can you make such a comparison? Nobody's ever going to believe that comparison. Uh, guess again. Of course people will believe the comparison because people in large part are unthinking drones who act as though they're working at a call help center in a country where English is their second language. Where they assess nothing critically and merely repeat what they've been taught to repeat. They're programmed, they're pre-programmed lines. By the way, I'm making f I'm I'm awaiting uh Captain Bonespur if somebody can point out when our friend makes his first Captain Bonespur reference or cowardly daft draft dodger, um, everybody have a drink. Oh, oh there, there it is, Bonespurs, yes! <laughs> right on cue! Look at that! <laughs> Dave! Dave! Oh man! When the NPC meme comes comes fucking gushing into reality. <laughs> oh wow! Imagine being that predictable. Imagine being that unimaginative and uncreative and predictable that people know what you're going to say before you say it. <laughs> <laughs> to the to the word. Ah, <laughs> oh, brilliant. The draft dodger, there it is. If you dodge the draft five times. <laughs> <laughs> You're the best. 
They're the best. But it's good because I hate surprises. I hate surprises. I'm not somebody who likes surprises. So I'm very comforted by people like this in the chat who, you know, on a timeline can actually, le- you can actually legitimately predict what their words are going to be based on how long the program's been going for. Utterly fantastic. Uh, in case you're wondering, this is um, Never Again Action, who I've never heard of. Hashtag Jews Against Ice. And they are chanting in regards to the detention centres on the southern border, ladies and gentlemen. Never again. Yes, that's right. The Jews Against Ice and Never Again Action are chanting and protesting to make sure that another Holocaust situation does not occur on the southern border. Believe it or not. This one was sent through by Ben as well. A lot of people have been talking recently about the Australian, uh, the Australian, uh, the American women's football team. And, you know, in particular, one of their players, you know, speaking out against the president. He hates LGBTQ people. I hate him. I'm not going to the fucking White House, blah, 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 blah. Because apparently the president is very much against diversity and inclusion. Uh, He hates people who are different. So I put it out on Twitter, just an idea. How wonderful would it be if the American women's football team were replaced by trans women? Number one, they would probably dominate world football more so than they do currently. Win every game 10-0. So that there's a plus. And don't you think it would be a great symbol of acceptance and diversity for these, you know, women, if quote unquote women, because women, men, you know, it's, it's all fluid, really. Um, who's to say? So don't you think it would be, you know, a great symbol of acceptance and diversity for these women to stand down, give up their job and be replaced by trans women who could probably do just as good? I think it would be tremendous. I think it'd be a tremendous thing, and none of them could be against that, surely. Connecticut junior Selena Soul won't be competing in the 55-meter dash. She was edged out of the top six spots in part by two transgender runners. I have. I have been labeled as transphobic and I have been labeled as a sore loser and that I should just try harder and train faster. And I do that, but there's no way I can be physically competitive with someone who is a male. At the Connecticut- Ooh, bigot! Bigotry! I've mentioned this before, but just one more time. Manafort's new trial is starting soon, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for keeping us updated there. Um, I've mentioned this before, but just in case you didn't realize, I was somebody who, you know, for a long time was saying- hey, if you keep going down this particular path, because I was watching what was happening in Western Europe and places like Sweden, and I was one of the one of the people, one of the old-fashioned bigots, ladies and gentlemen, who said, if you keep going down this path, then one day you're going to have men competing against women in women's sports and dominating them. Oh, transphobic, you disgusting person. So now that it actually it's actually happening, I almost take a very schadenfreude approach to it. Um, and I kind of sit back and I'm like, well, this is great for equality. Like, don't come bitching. You know what I mean? I was the bigot. I was the awful person who said that this is exactly what would happen. So don't come bitching to me now. Right? And isn't it isn't it a tremendous... It's tremendous for equality when we can have uh, people born as men competing on the same field as people born as women... You know, the glass ceiling has been completely broken and absolutely dominating them. I think it's wonderful. Yay! Equality. Equality, right? I'm not transphobic anymore. I'm not a bigot anymore. I have learned from my mistakes. I want to see trans women in every single sporting arena that women are currently dominating because there isn't enough trans representation. There isn't enough inclusion. There isn't enough diversity. 
Let's get the people who were born as male, who are now female, out on the field, kicking women's asses across the sporting spectrum, wherever possible. <laughs> but then I'm like, ah, uh, I guess it's not really fair. Much as I'd like to say these things, I guess I just can't mean it. You know what I mean? I think it stayed open meet in, in the indoor season. I was participating in the 55 meter race. You had to qualify from your class meet in, and I qualified in eighth place. And in the preliminary round, I ran close to my personal best, only a hundredth of a second off of my best. And I came in eighth place, and the and top seven qualified for the final, and the top six advanced to the New England Regional Meet. And because there were two transgender athletes, that bumped me down to eighth place. And if they weren't there, then I would have been the sixth girl. I would have been ensured a spot in the final. Look at that. It looks like Ben Johnson running down the track, doesn't it? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Yo, what's up? I'm going to kick these bitches' asses. Check this out. <laughs> All that bassy voice. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a great lesson, though, for the, for the children. It's a great lesson for the future, I think. You know, if you want to make an omelette, as the old saying goes, then you're going to have to break a few eggs. And if we want to live in a tolerant, progressive society with diversity and acceptance, then I'm afraid, young lady, uh, we're going to have to crush your dreams from time to time. All the hard work that you put in, all the training that you put in, your dreams of competing in a regional running event, they have to go by the wayside, you see. Because here in the PC world, somebody else's dreams are more important than yours and you can sit there and say that it's unfair and it's unequal and it shouldn't be allowed but really isn't that kind of a bigoted thing to say isn't that kind of transphobic i mean so she's also white i mean let's not forget that she's also a privileged white person so really, does she deserve any sympathy at all? <laughs> of course, it's disgusting. Of course, it's horrifying. Of course, we knew it would happen. And I could have gained a higher placement and qualified for the New England meet. It's extremely intimidating and frustrating being forced to compete against someone who's biologically a male. It's scientifically proven that they are bigger and stronger than women as they have more muscle mass and they have bigger organs. And it's just not a fair contest having a woman compete against a man because no matter how hard she tries and how much work she puts in in practice, the male will always beat her. When we are all at the start line, we all know that these two athletes are going to win. And it should be that the girls are fighting for first and second place versus fighting for third and fourth place. Because in a given race... A Patriarchy strikes again, am I right? Patriarchy strikes again. Gee, you just can't stop men from dominating, even in women's sports. So good on this young girl for doing what she's doing. I'm sure that she will now become, uh, she'll now be accused of being an alt-right darling or something of that nature because she dared to have a dream to compete in a female sporting event and she was... She wasn't accepting of the reality that males should be allowed to also compete and wipe the floor with her in the name of tolerance and progress and inclusion. So hopefully she learned a lesson. And hopefully, um, you know, I'm sure the reams and reams and reams of online hate that she will be receiving from the kinds of people who wear black masks and throw things at people in the street um, hopefully that makes her reassess her position and she gives up entirely on her dreams of being a female athlete and, you know, does something else with her life. Potentially dyes her hair a whole range of uh, crazy and wonderful colours. Uh, grows armpit hair, perhaps. 
and becomes an embittered left-wing ideologue. <laughs> Maybe that's her future. One more to send you home. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for putting up with the tech issues. This will be a quick one. Ladies and gentlemen, Razor Company praised for advert with women showing off pubic and armpit hair. Razor brand Billy have released a new campaign to tackle the pressures of being summer ready. The company are encouraging women to love themselves and embrace their body hair if they so desire or reach for one of their products if they prefer. Straight away I'm cynical because I would have thought a razor company would be doing their absolute best to demonize body hair, but apparently not. <laughs> Straight away I don't trust this company. It's why I don't trust like nicotine patches. The whole point of a nicotine patch is to get you away from nicotine, essentially. So why would I trust a company whose very purpose for existing is to get me to stop using the product that they're selling? That doesn't make any sense to me. But <laughs> a razor company is praised. Now, do you want to do you want to see the advert? I've found it. I've found <laughs> Yes, this is the start of the advertisement. Let's have a look. Wow. I can give you what you want. I can make your heart beat short. I can make you ice cream. We could be a sweet team melting in your vice dreams. Where, where did this push come from? Where did this, where did this, where did this fascination with body hair come from all of a sudden? Why is this a thing? It's like we've run out of things to liberate. When you run out of things to liberate, what else can you liberate? I guess pubic hair. Chocolate flavored love theme. Treat the treats you so mean. Covering your nights and days. Red, white, and you do you. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. Specifically the ladies. Hey, we're here to sell razors. If you want to keep your pubic hair and your armpit hair, well, that's just fine by us. <laughs> wow. I, I, I don't know where this came from all of a sudden. I suspect, like I said, I think it's a case of we've run out of things to liberate. There's nothing else that can be liberated. All that we have left to liberate are the people who were born male who want to dominate on the sports field, which is currently filled with females so we can liberate them and then we have the females who probably don't necessarily want to become sports athletes sports stars what can we do i know we'll make them famous for not shaving their armpits we'll liberate them too liberate them from razor blade razor blade oppression which is of course pushed by the patriarchy so liberate max johnson so thanks ladies and gentlemen thanks for putting up with the tech issues uh, I'll try to get them sorted out tomorrow. If there was glitching, if the if the stream was cutting in and out, uh, check out the podcast. The podcast will be up in an hour or so, and that'll be unbroken as as it was recorded live. So if you'd like to become a supporter of the show, please head over to patreon.com forward slash boogie bumper. Become a subscriber by hitting that subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. If you'd like me to shave my pubic hair, then please get in touch with me on Twitter at boogie bumper. Tomorrow night, 11 p.m., I'll be back. I'll be taking calls tomorrow night. So set some time aside. Um, if you want to send in an article or something that you want to discuss in your call or whatever, the best place to do that would be the Discord. So if you go to my timeline, you'll find a link for the Discord server. Jump in the Discord server, and that's where we take the calls from as well. So we'll be taking calls tomorrow night on the show, 11 p.m. Thank you so much for joining us. Until then, guys, stay calm, stay rational. God bless. Yes, the starting block at 5.30 in the morning. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye.
Thanks, everyone. Apologies for the tech issues. I'm not sure what was going on, but we'll be back bigger and better tomorrow. Thanks so much. <laughs> Somebody power down Dave for us. It's been, a, it's been a long day for Dave, but he did get through all of his lines. So congratulations, Dave. You are a model employee here at the International Call Centre. Thank you, sir. All right, guys. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye.